Hey, this is Ricky Williams, and come listen to me on the Complex Sports Podcast. What up, what up, what up, everybody? It's your man, Chops, brand new episode of the Complex Sports Podcast. As always, joined by my guys, Adam and Zion. Fellas, post-Super Bowl show, always a fun one. How are you two feeling especially? Because, Zion, you spent all season talking about how Tom Brady was washed. Tom Brady shut up, sucks. Shut up, shut up. Shut up, shut up. It's my turn. What? It's my turn. What, do you, what can you even say? Are you wearing a Lamar Jackson jersey? I am. It's Black History Month. None of your concern. Um, I have an apology to make to Tom Brady. Yes. To all the Tom Brady slander, for all this Tom Brady slander I've given this year, I apologize. Tom Brady is the GOAT. Tom Brady is the greatest football player ever to walk the earth. It is not a discussion anymore. You cannot deny it. There's no other side to it. Tom Brady is the GOAT. There it is. You got what you wanted. Adam, do you want to apologize to Tom Brady too? No, I'm still sick of him. Um, He is the GOAT. And as far as I'm concerned, good riddance to football. We have now eight days when this podcast comes out to a pitchers and catchers report to Florida and Arizona. So thank nah, God. No, nah, no, nah, it's basketball season, fellas. It's yeah, basketball Adam's, season. Adam's, fellas. Li- Adam's literally the only person talking about pitchers and catchers reporting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the league is not even going to be on lockdown. Yeah, so. they, they check, don't even check, have an agreement. Check Twitter.com. Ag- you don't even go on Twitter. You don't even know what playoff line you meant. Okay. The Super Bowl. <laughs> Do Zion, you know what you- playoff line is, Young Zion? Yes, I know who playoff Lenny is. Come on, bro. Leonard Fournette. I've actually interviewed Leonard Fournette. I have too, pal. So, I mean, <laughs> do you want, special, you, want a, you want a special You want a special certificate, pal? He didn't like you, though. He didn't okay. like you, though. Oh, really? And why is that? All right. Let's, no, literally nobody cares. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. Um, let's talk about the Super Bowl. <sighs> Zion, were you, how, scale one to 10, how upset were you watching that game last night? I wasn't really upset. I mean, I worked. So when I work, I don't really, I don't play size. But I mean, well, here, you no, here's a question. Here's the question rooting, I have. You were you were rooting for somebody. Yeah, here's a question we have for you, Young Zion. How much did it pain you to put out all those Tom Brady is the goat tweets that you put out on Sunday? To evening? be honest, it didn't even pain me. It was just like at this point, you can't even argue it. There's no argument to it. So like, you just can't. It's, it's at this point, you can't. They just smacked the Chiefs thirty-one to nine. <laughs> Like the as Chief, much as we- <laughs> the, the Chiefs didn't score a touchdown. That's fucking crazy. They didn't score a touchdown. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs didn't score a touchdown last night. Like if they had won, if the if the Bucks had won like sixteen to nine, I would have came in here and t- just told you that Tom Brady did not win that game, and uh, the Bucks defense won that game. But it was both sides of the ball. They smoked them on offense. They smoked them on defense. So you can't argue. He's the goat. It was a spanking. It was, I mean, it, it was an ass kicking. It was a pretty boring game overall because it was an ass kicking. Um, the Buccaneers defense played unreal. Brady played as well, like as well as he should. And it's Gronk had two TDs. Gronk looked like a walking corpse the whole season for the Bucks. And then he shows up in the Super Bowl and scores two touchdowns and makes big plays the whole game. Like, it was it, it wasn't unbelievable to watch. I feel bad for Patrick Mahomes because he was clearly hurt. 
and a lot of people aren't talking about the toe injury. Like he's clearly. I told you before the game, he just didn't look right. Like he, he's he going to have weird. toe surgery. I mean, no one wants to make excuses though. It's the Super Bowl. No one's going to make excuses for you. But the offense, the offensive line issues were bad. Yeah, even with the injury, like Pat Mahomes did enough, I think, to keep them in that game, especially with these magical scrambles that he would just run, be running around for 10 seconds. He ran for 497 yards in the game when you account all the running he did behind the backfield. Like That's, that's crazy. And there were so many times where he made the play. He just didn't get help. Tyreek Hill drops the pass. Travis Kelsey dropping passes. Like, he just didn't have help last night. The I, Travis I Kelsey, no the, home the, slander. The one, the one Travis Kelsey drop, I think it was like on a third and seven, and he dropped it on like the outside. It just hit him right. You just don't see the Chiefs do that. Like they've never, yeah. they they've never done that before. And you've also and, always seen his bonkers scrambles, and it's including the one that got dropped on the goal line where he had that impossible throw where he's basically parallel to the ground. Yeah, and, and chucks that up, and it hits him right in the face mask, and that's that's. Did a, it hit him in the face mask? It I did. Watch seen... the replay. Yeah, it goes. No, through. but the one angle it looked, but also th- that is a hard thing because the dude jumped in front of him, right? Like, uh, like you're gonna you're gonna blink when that happens. Yeah, the but first again, one, the first nine, one hit Tyreek Hill. Nine, in the nine, face nine, nine yeah, times the, out of a hundred, if you're an NFL receiver and it goes through your hand, well, he's not a receiver. Face, well, it, whatever. He was a running back. He was a running. back. Running back, wide receiver, whatever the case is, if it hits you, goes through your hands and hits you in the face mask. I don't care if you're a goddamn offensive lineman. The blade happened on the and the play that that the uh, Bucks and well, Brady tried to run earlier. If it hits <laughs> you in the face mask, going through your hands, that's on you, pal. So I would agree with you guys. No Mahomes slander. You got hats off to the Bucks who had an incredible game plan and execution, and obviously not having the offensive tackles and the offensive line situation hurt uh, the Chiefs a ton. But it was. It Are was you tough to watch Mahomes, you know, do absolutely all he possibly could despite being injured and having zero help from his teammates and also the crooked refs. Don't bring up the I hate the refs discussions. There was nothing crooked, crooked. about what well, there was nothing crooked about what the refs that, did last They night. shouldn't have called that PI on Matthew P- in the in the in the end zone. That one was a little a little but you can't hug people. You can't hug people. I, but, you can't hug people. But is that really catchable? And and I mean, but but the thing is, you, and is there an argument to be made to be swallowing the whistles on these close borderline calls? In the in there the wasn't borderline. He hugged him. He hugged him. Is, is it wasn't borderline. Catchable? And I can't believe people were complaining about the one before that when dude literally tackled uh, Mike Evans. That's a legitimate PI call. Like I, I just I just hate the, the the all the refs. And yeah, I bet on the Bucks. I made a lot of money on the Bucks. I'm not going to apologize for it. But I just the whole refs talk that we saw in the first half. I just thought it was like. The Chiefs were playing stupid. No one told them to line up offsides on that field goal attempt. Like, the Chiefs just, like, looked totally outmatched the entire game. They looked like they weren't ready to play in the Super Bowl, right? They were undisciplined, and that goes to the coaching staff for not having them ready, mentally prepared, whatever whatever cliche you want to throw I mean, on them, but I, you're not I, wrong. I mean, and there, there's obviously the elephant in the room. We have no idea how much this played into it, but, I mean, one of their coaching staff, like, was involved in that horrible accident where, you know, prayers for the young child who is still – recovering you know from from that accident like you have no idea how much that plays into anything you know but the Chiefs just didn't look like they were ready to play and Brady has seven Super Bowls Brady here's a question because people are debating it is Brady the greatest athlete of all time no what 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 argument could you make that Michael Jordan has a better resume than Tom Brady right he's now? a better athlete though <laughs> oh no no, no. Oh, okay better better sport if you're talking about team sport winner that's different I mean obviously Michael Jordan's a better athlete. Yeah. LeBron James is a better athlete. Uh, no 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 but even yeah. even individually he's not he's not greater than Serena Williams like 
I, I agree with you 100%, Young Zion. Well, I think, and people are debating this. I think you need when when you have when you have this debate, you need to take out individual sports and, and separate them from team sports. Because There's a lot so, of context. It's so game. different. It's so different. Like, yeah, Serena, Serena has 23 Grand Slams. It's, it's different. So you I gotta you say, remo- team. He's the greatest team sport athlete of all time. So he's so that's over Michael Jordan. I mean, at this point, yeah. I, to win, to get to a Super Bowl and then to win them is incredibly difficult in the NFL. History will show you that. So, yeah, I, I don't think that statement that statement is completely 100% accurate. The the equivalent to what he did last night is Michael Jordan going to the Wizards and winning a title with the Wizards. Uh, we saw what happened to Michael Jordan when he went well, to the Wizards. Uh, yeah, what do you – how? No, no. My, we're, my, my trepidation right there, pal, is the fact that he went to a pretty goddamn good situation. Not, not a shitty situation the way the Wizards were stacked up back in the day, okay? He yeah, went to well, a much more talented team than what the Wizards were when Jordan joined them. Well, then let's talk about that. Why didn't why didn't more teams try and sign Tom Brady this past summer? This past because he could dictate season? everything. It's where he wanted to go. No, the four, he wanted to go to the 49ers, and they said no. Nope. He he wanted to go to the 49ers, that's, and they that's, said that's no. That's an L on Kyle Shanahan's part and John Lynch, who's now a Hall of Famer, but needs to be doing more with the GM role. Anyway, Young Zion, take it away. Yeah, but back to that point. This goes back to my argument where what I was saying the whole time of. Um, Brady is an individual sport for the most part. So Brady does not affect the game as much as Michael Jordan affects the game. Brady doesn't affect the game as much as uh, LeBron James affects the game because they play both sides of the ball. So like even that argument in itself is hard because Brady plays one side of the ball while these guys are impacting the game 24-7. So like well, LeBron takes off about eighty percent of defensive <laughs> possessions, but I, th- I think we just need to look at the playoffs. I think if you look at the playoffs, well, yeah, when it's all said and done, he plays. Defense. But then you just go back to Zion. You just go back to the NFL. It's so much harder to win and get to the playoffs every year and get to the Super Bowl every year. It's like so much because you're one and done. It's not series. It's not series like the NBA where you can drop a game and be like, okay, let's regroup here. You have one. But bad to be game. honest, you have one bad game and you're done. To be honest, one and done. If there was a one and done in the NBA, I think I mean that'd be that'd be. Wild I think LeBron still be, makes it to the finals. I still think he like makes it to the finals. I mean that'd be yeah. wild to see. But like, what if he rolls an ankle? What if he rolls an ankle and he's like, you know, like like. Well, I think it's the same thing for Tom Brady. What if Tom Brady rolls an ankle? He like, never does. Luck, that listen, man. luck always plays a role in teams going on runs yeah. and championships. I mean, again, if if the Chiefs have a healthy squad, I would imagine that last night would have been a lot different. But it wasn't the case. I mean, I mean, I, I can't believe I saw people before the game, like leading up to the game, like. Oh, Reed and Mahomes will figure out the offensive line situation. It's like JPP and Shaq Barrett have been wrecking havoc all season. And, they were always going to do that. And you got to give you know hats off to Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles. Yes, who Todd did Bowles, great, did great a, game plan. Todd, Todd Bowles had maybe the best game plan we've ever seen against hey, he was, Mahomes. Out to black coaches, shout out. To yeah, black shout out I mean, shout, shout out to the whole Tampa Bay Buccaneers coaching staff. It's it's the most diverse staff in the league. They have two they have yeah. two uh, women coaches on or female coaches on their staff. They have Byron. They have completely outclassed the Chiefs on Sunday. They did like like top to bottom. They just I just I'm pretty shocked because the whole time I'm like okay this is when the Chiefs are going to turn it on and make the run and go for it and make their comeback like we always see. And if you want to talk about it, if we want to talk about it, guys, outside of one quarter. In their Super Bowl, the Chiefs have been outplayed seven out of eight quarters in the Super Bowl, in the last two Super Bowls. Obviously, last year in the fourth quarter, they turned it on. They came back and won, so they won, so it doesn't matter. But 
Mahomes' stats in the Super Bowl and two Super Bowls are not exactly uh, scintillating. Uh, he has he has a little work to go compared to some I, of his more con- uh, contemporaries or certainly Brady and some other legendary it's, quarterbacks. It's tough. I mean, it's tough. But he's yeah. already made more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers and Breeze. And, you know, but Tom Brady just went through Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes to win a Super Bowl at, year four, at 43 years old. And he in, did not look in, washed. He didn't look washed on that, three that, TDs in the that, first. That TD pass to Gronk in the back of the end zone, that had some zip on it, pal. <laughs> Zion, were you happy for JPP to get a ring, another one? Uh, I guess. I mean, I don't think JPP left the Giants on great terms. Like, What's that have to do with as you? As You're as just a fan. That doesn't matter to you. Nah, because if he didn't blow up his – we know the story. Right. If he didn't all blow right. up his right. figures, can we, can we talk he might still the, be a giant. All right. That, that's, you know, that, that's water on the bridge. Can we talk about who are the worst Super Bowl? Uh, are you going to say the weekend? No. I, I thought it was a good performance. I thought it was too. I didn't, yeah, well, you I enjoyed it. I didn't know what you were going to say. Yeah, No, I was going to say Jim Nance for his egregious defense of Tom Brady with the Teron Matthew little showdown. Caping oh, so hard for his really- boy. I wasn't even really paying yeah, attention. Yeah, he was like, oh, this is, uh, you know, uh, him and him and Tony Romo basically like chastising Teron Matthew. And then the video comes out that Brady chases him down later on. And who knows what the fuck was said. But caping so hard for his boy up, you know, previous boy who he's covered 100 times now. We all know Nance is close with Robert Kraft and Tom Brady. And he's in the cape so, so hard, despite the all fact right, that we, Brady could have been the bigger man, been the adult and walked away. Well, and not I created just, more he, shit. And there should have been offsetting penalties. Shouldn't have been a flag on Matthew. ESPN just put up Brady apologized to Tyron Matthew in a text today. So Brady was obviously. He also apologized for the F-bomb he dropped on America when he was in the huddle in the last minute. He did. He said, let's, let's fucking, fucking go. go. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> when the go. game's been, the game's been decided for 20 goddamn minutes, he's shouting like a lunatic in the, in the huddle <laughs> and dropping F-bombs to 100 million Americans. I hope they, I hope all the old ladies complain to the uh, FCC the way they probably did for the weekend's gyrations during oh halftime. Yeah. Uh, Tyra Matthew had a bad, he didn't have a good night last yeah, night. Yeah, he did. He not. He's that playoff Lenny dude, run, that, that playoff, a, he, when he, he's got his arms up, that yeah. was a honey bad. I mean, the whole Chiefs defense looked like, also, shouts to Antoine Winfield. His his taunting of Tyreek Hill great. was a plus. The taunting was a great. plus. He should get a bonus from Tampa Bay for that. He should not. That be, was the flag that he drew from the refs bonus. was complete garbage. But remembering remembering that Tyreek Hill did that to him and then doing it back to Beautiful. him was so good. So again, Nance was like chastising him for that. It's disgraceful. There's how many no, yards? There's no did, gamesmanship, showmanship, or whatever. The all fuck. right, all right, all right. Everybody, calm down. How many yards did Tyreek Hill have last night? Like twenty four. Like it was amazing. He had one long reception. That's it. Not even long, like 25 yards, whatever the case was. All right, before we get to our guest, Ricky Williams, on this episode, guys, looking ahead, can Brady, like, are, are they the clear favorites? Are, are Brady and the Bucks the clear favorites to repeat next year? No. Are the I Chiefs? Think, are the I Chiefs think, the favorites? To I go? think the, tri- the Chiefs should be the favorites because, the, number one. The Chiefs are the favorites. Just for transparency, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are the current the, betting favorites to win next Just year. for number one, they're going to be, they should theoretically be at full strength next year. Uh, that's that's all around. And even Damian Williams. That's a who knows thing. You know, that's like a... What do you mean who knows? This is realistic. You don't know who's going to get hurt. You don't know who's going to... Mahomes could... could but they should be healthy like, coming into next season. Yes, yes. Mahomes yes, can have the surgery. Okay. All, things, all things considered equal right now. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and obviously, right. we don't know so, what's going on in free agency, so there's a lot of if ands and And Mahomes' cap hit's going to get a lot... It's not $5 million anymore. It's yeah. up to $27 million, so it's, you know... We have to do some maneuvering. Guys. Yeah. I think the Chiefs should be the favorites next year, and they'll be back in the Super Bowl. What about the NFC? What about the NFC? Is it the, the Rams? New York, the New York Giants. No, it's not. It is not. 
It, that is the craziest thing you've ever said on this. That podcast. is, and you've you've said some banana shit. Yeah, let's on this let's podcast. relax here, Pat. What about what about the Packers? Are we forgetting uh, Green Bay so quickly? I mean, if you can get an Aaron Rodgers at least one more weapon on offense. I mean, are they going to do that, Adam? They is, like to draft is, quarterbacks. Is Matt Lafleur not going to be a coward? I don't know. I don't have. I don't <laughs> are have they going to draft? Are they going to draft weapon for Aaron? Aaron I, Jones is going to. People are saying Aaron Jones is gone. According Jones, according Jones. to our mock draft by your boy Ian Warden, he says they're drafting an impact wide receiver late in the first round. So there, there we go. He also had Ian also had the Eagles taking Zach Wilson at five. Yeah, that was wild. Or six. That was that was wild. <laughs> he doesn't. He, he doesn't think they believe in Jalen Hurts. I'm. I'm Ian Jalen Hurts was I don't get it. Jalen Hurts was terrific this year. He was great. Listen, like, there's a there's a lot of weird things going on in Philly these days. So Ian hears things. He he Ian has his 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 ear to the ground. It's called sources. If, listen, yeah. if Jalen Hurts is not the week one starting quarterback next year, that is anti-black. <laughs> we don't have an we it don't have a retort. I, I don't have any. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything for it. <laughs> I mean, it's not gonna be Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. I mean. The way this podcast works, we're going to speculate where he goes, and he's going to get traded once we're done recording. So, but it sounds like the Eagle, or not, it sounds like he's going to get traded to the Bears or the Colts. I guess have fun on either team. I don't know. Oh, Adam, your Colts, your Colts are getting it might get wins, so that's cool. Uh, yeah. they, not, not my Colts. Yo, Adam, did you tear up to see your, your boy Peyton Manning uh, get inducted? Colts? Uh, no, because Peyton Manning is not my boy, pal. That's your boy. Zion, how good does news. how good does Eli look with every Tom Brady Super Bowl win? Oh my God! The more the that more that Tom goodness. wins, the better Eli looks. My goodness, Eli's <laughs> Eli's golden. Give him his jacket tomorrow. Like yo, this man beat Tom Brady twice. Pat Mahomes, the baby goat, couldn't beat Tom Brady. Eli's the only quarterback whose resume is getting better post retirement because Brady is still playing and winning Super. He's Bowl. still not as good at the commercials though as Peyton. I, I like Eli. I like Eli in the, in the one. I mean, Peyton has a lot more reps of those commercials, yeah. but I'm just saying he has a long way. Peyton's really, really good. Eli's got to work on Adam. The, uh, what was your reaction little. to the Drake commercial last night, Adam? What was your? Uh, I actually was in the other room when it went down. So, I, so when it debuted, I should say, and I had to quickly rewind it and watch it again. And I thought it was, I thought it was good. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I thought that was good. the best commercial. Uh, it's the, Drake is great when he's self-deprecating. Like when he does that shit on Saturday Night Live, he's a lot of fun. So when he does things like that, he it's, a, it's he cool. He was an actor before he's a musician. I'm, I'm aware, pal. I actually saw Degrassi episodes when I was in middle school no, and they were teaching us sex ed. Yeah, there pal, I did actually, okay? There we go. We did not watch that. Yeah, we there did. There we go. Adam was watching Back when you, you weren't even in short pinch. You yeah, were in Zion, you were in like – I definitely diapers. saw Degrassi. What are you talking about? Yeah, I did too, pal. Okay. <laughs> it's called Sex Ed Class back in middle school. They showed us All some right. episodes. All right. Oh, oh, yeah. We don't want to hear about any of that. <laughs> uh, we don't want to hear any about that. Uh, <laughs> quick, Quickly before we move on, was that the best commercial? I It seemed like a kind of like a, a soft night for the commercials. The McConaughey commercial sucked. The the Doritos one where he was like 3D, I didn't like that one. Hand wave. Hand wave to that. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. It seemed pretty soft. The Drake one was probably the best yeah. one to me. The weekend performance, I thought it was good. Zion, did you like it? Vocals were not that good. Performance overall it's tough. solid. Vocals it's were tough not. to get the audio right, man. It's tough to get the audio right. And and the national anthem went way over. <laughs> yeah, we oh, should we go over our bets? We weren't even close on that one. Oh yeah, you guys got Gatorade wrong. It was blue. It was blue. It my sources on the ground were incorrect yeah, about the Gatorade. Big cap sources. Uh, but hey, can I give myself a pat on the back? Who said, don't be surprised if someone runs on the field on the podcast last week? You did say that, but you also yeah. said heads. 
And I said tails. <laughs> oh no, you said, said tails. You said tails. I said tails. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a guess. I, okay. And I'm just saying, yeah, I, I mean, we, I, all, we all got the weekend's first song wrong too. So it's no, I said Starboy. I said Starboy. No, nah, he, he said Starboy. Oh yeah, Starboy. I, Starboy. Yes, I got Starboy. that right. And the, it, it was a long nice buildup to Starboy actually. It was. Dropping it was. Them, and I, I mean, not to pat myself on the back again, Adam, but I had the Bucks future, and I was heavy on the Bucks at plus. Okay, okay but how much did the, you make? Yeah, but how much did the Bucks future? How much did the Chiefs future cancel out the Bucks future? So the Chiefs future was. Was a a very minimal bet compared to what the Bucks future was. Let's just say well, how much the, what, were the, what were the odds? Yeah. I made I made eight hundred on the Bucks future last night. That's a good hit w- with the Chiefs future taken out of that. So that's all that's, you guys. That's a very good hit then. Yeah. Yes. So it was a good night. Uh, I, I felt bad. The timeline seemed very upset that Brady won another Super Bowl. Everyone seemed very. very uh, I don't upset. know anyone in my immediate circle that was happy. <laughs> Everybody seems so pissed off. But hey, Adam, it's the Jets' favorite time of year. You guys have the number two pick in the draft, so the Jets are yeah. back to it's the back season. to relevant. It's amen. Is to it basketball Zion. season? Is it Zion? It's, you keep saying it's basketball. Yes, it season. is. It's basketball. I mean, season. oh, Adam, congrats on the Knicks getting Derrick Rose back. Then the, only the Knicks draft fall into drafting a good point guard and then immediately trade for another point guard to yes, take away if, minutes if Tom from Fibido, Emmanuel quickly. Tom Thibodeau, if he gets the Knicks to the playoffs, should run for mayor in September. He really should because he may get elected with this shitty crop of candidates that we have to choose from come next Free fall. Austin but, but if Derrick Rose, I, but if Derrick Rose takes up minutes from Emmanuel quickly, he should be he should be put on the guillotine. I mean, you, yeah. the Knicks just found a diamond in the rough and quickly, and he is arguably the leading candidate for Rookie of the Year. And if Derrick uh, Rose, ta- Halliburton, whoa, Halliburton, whoa, whoa, Halliburton, whoa. Halliburton. Halliburton, Lamelo Ball. No, it's Lamelo. It's Lamelo. It's Lamelo. It's Lamelo. Halliburton quickly deserves some serious consideration here, pals. Not over Lamelo. Not over Lamelo. I forgot about Lamelo. It's Lamelo. Halliburton He's a leading scorer off the bench for rookies, and probably should be starting. Lamelo's going crazy. It's Lamelo. It's Halliburton, and then a gap, and it's whoever else you want to talk about. Quickly should be up there. So anyway, to Man. finish this off, Derrick Rose should not be taking away minutes. Well, he is. You just picture. traded for him. What do you? I unfortunately, that's for? unfortunately, it's probably going to happen. But what do you trade for the guy for? But yeah, okay. I don't think it's a bad trade per se because you're giving up basically nothing. It's Dennis, such a random trade. Zion, well, Dennis Smith like Jr. is going to be in the G League, so yeah. And the Knicks need to win to try and get into the playing situation because enough of this tanking and you know just start building up to be relevant and, and win games. So I don't think it's a bad. I don't think it's a bad deal on either side because. It doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but Rose should not be taking minutes away from quickly. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to our guest, Ricky Williams. Very fun conversation. Let's get to it. So, yeah, let's welcome Ricky Williams to the podcast. Ricky, what is going on, man? We appreciate you joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, I, um, I got back from uh, from Tampa the other day. I was down there for a celebrity golf tournament and uh, in a charity event, and it just was amazing being in that environment um, with all the excitement around the, the game yesterday. But you could feel you could feel like a vibe or like energy around Tampa, even though it wasn't a typical Super Bowl week. It was it was the strangest thing, you know, because I I was uh, the last time the the Super Bowl was there was my second year in the NFL, and and so I was mm-hmm. I remember. It was crazy. And back and then Orlando was crazy. Tampa was crazy. And it was, you know, and when I landed in the airport, it was a ghost town. It just was a different, it was a different feel, but you could still feel the buzz because, because I think the, the home team was, was playing in the game. So it was, it was, it's funny the, the timing of it, of, 
of you know when it's downplayed it's a it's a home it's a home game for the winning team so it's just it's a cool cool how it all played out right ricky how'd you shoot in that tournament um you know i haven't played golf in a long time but i was crushing the ball you know when you play in those <laughs> in those tournaments like the charity tournaments it's a scramble yeah. and so you play best ball yeah and so you know it takes yeah. a lot of the pressure off and, and it feels good, you know, when you can contribute. But but I played the best golf I think I've ever played. Who'd you play with? Who who was in your little? I played with the, I played with Jim McMahon, which was a which was. A, oh wow! <laughs> okay, which was a very interesting experience. Well, we, we got to tell us why though. Yeah, you and Jim are are like the on the spectrum of just like like stories and just like life experiences. Yes, and we both and we both you know played for Coach Ditka, so we we had a yes we had a point of, yep. we had a point of contact. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, Ricky, you, I mean, you've lived like one of the most interesting lives, I think, of an athlete of all time. The oh. Twitter thread, the Twitter thread by um I, Chris Jones the other day, yeah. the Esquire yeah. thing, yeah, was like one of the most remarkable things. Like just the story of of him traveling and trying to find you and then just finding you. And like, when you like think back on those things, like what does that mean to you? And just like, like what you've been able to do and like, just as a person. Uh, You know, I I think the whole point of doing those things was that when I got to this point in life, I wouldn't have any regrets. And so I'm just very thankful that I made those choices, you know, because, you know, I, I, I can see so clearly if I wouldn't have made that choice, uh, I'd be struggling right now, and and I feel and I feel quite the opposite that I'm really thriving. And it really started it started back it started back then. And so it was cool that that it came that it came out, and and I got a chance to reconnect with Chris because so much of what you know started in that time of my life is really coming to fruition now. And so it's it's really cool timing. No, definitely, definitely. What um, and then you have the podcast. Of course, mm-hmm. so you're getting into the pod game. We welcome you to the podcast game. Thank Curious you. questions with Ricky Williams. Yeah. What what took you, you so long, man? <laughs> yeah, you, everybody. <laughs> Everyone's got, got a podcast now. Yeah. You know, for me, you know, I learned a long time ago to try to rush into the game just because everyone else is doing it uh, without being clear on what the hell I'm doing. It just didn't work. And so for me, you know, just living my life, I finally got clarity on like what's really important to me and what is interesting enough that I actually would want to talk about talk, talk about it all the time. You know, I'm so busy that for me to do a podcast, it has to be, it has to be worth the investment of time and energy and it has to be something that's stimulating to me. And so I finally came up with something that fit that criteria. And, uh, and here we are. I don't think anyone would have guessed that you get into astrology the way you have with this new podcast. But again, you're kind of a man that's, that's definitely, you know, being your own path and done your own thing. And, and, uh, but yeah, your average NFL fan from like 10, 15 years ago, Never in a million years would have guessed that you'd be doing an astrology podcast, you know, uh, post-retirement. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, you know, all this really started way back in 2004 when I walked away from the game. And the main reason I walked away is I realized I'm not going to be able to play football my entire life. And if I don't find something else that I'm really passionate about, I'm going to be in trouble when my career is over. And so... Uh, on that year, that year I spent away from football, I, I found astrology and it really made a lot of sense to me and it just fascinated me. And so as a hobby, I just would study and study and study. And, and I got to a point where it started to click. It started to sing and I started to understand, oh, this is what it is. 
And I think that, you know, that 15 years of that hard work and dedication to, to studying astrology, I find it finally makes sense to me. And I feel like it's something that I can show people how to, how to improve their lives by understanding themselves more. And so, uh, you know, I look back at the ups and downs and, and what I have, you know, I feel like I finally got to the treasure and what I have to share with people has made all of the ups and downs uh, definitely worth it. I'm curious, do you, do you ever have like young guys in the league reach out to you now and like, kind of like get, try and get your point of view on, on kind of navigating the league? Well, if you, you know, I thought about this a lot and what I realized is, is no. And I think the reason is, is, is I really don't give a fuck and most people do. And so they can't really relate to me, you know? And so it doesn't feel like they can get out because I'm really on a whole different level. And, and yeah. unless people really want to live on that next level, I'm not going to be that appealing to them. I might be fascinating to them, but actually thinking, you know, trying to relate. I think I'm, I think because of that, I'm hard to relate to. When did you stop giving a fuck? That when I, that back, I mean, I, like I said, it goes back, it goes back to 2004. It was this moment, yeah. right? Where, where, where I, I got the news that I, that I failed the drug test. And so I had this choice of, do I go down the road of being the guy that, you know, has to sit out four games when I really wanted to do something else anyway? And so I remember picking up the phone to call the NFL to tell them that I quit and my whole life flashed in front of me, you know, like and I saw my whole life and everything I had been to that moment, every significant event in my life had been tied to football, you know, and I realized I was about to give all of that up. And I made the call and I felt this huge relief, you know, like I was free to actually be myself. And and that feeling was so priceless that I realized that I'm not ever sacrificing anything, anything to, to have that feeling. And so that's when I started really not giving a fuck. You know who's someone who's on your wavelength who's not a football player, but Kyrie Irving is, when he speaks, it is very much on the same wavelength as you, Ricky. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah. I, I mean, I you know, especially, you know, this this past year when he really started yeah. to speak up more, I, I resonated with everything he was saying. And, and yeah. you know, for him, and essentially he did the same thing. He took a year off and, and now, you know, he dropped 30-something last week. He's, you know, <laughs> he's back. Yeah. What's it make you feel that now – guys can't even get suspended for weed and it changed it's changed so much where you're, uh, you're saying josh gordon josh gordon <laughs> well i don't think it's I, that yeah, one's josh a little I, I have no i have no idea what the details yeah, of the there's, josh there's gordon nuances to it but you do i yeah. mean uh, yeah but you have to give the nfl and the cba they of, said that they said they can't suspend people for marijuana anymore. yeah there are it's higher so, thresholds now and it's a lot different than what it was back in ricky's day and what it was even four or five years ago so uh, has the progress the nfl made actually like significant progress or they still have a shit ton of a way you know to go to to get up with times you know, I think it's unrealistic to expect huge corporations to follow the whims of people. You know, I think corporations yeah. have a different way of functioning and the fact that they are finally responding to the call. And I think, you know, really, I put the responsibility on the players and more more specifically on the, you know, as the players organize as a as a union. So I was talking to someone this past when I was in Tampa because it, it was a. Um, it was the, the charity event was athletes from all different sports. So I was talking to, to mm-hmm. some of the hockey guys and the hockey guys said a long time ago that it was their union that took the hard stance of you guys will not test us for, for drugs. The, the union said that in the NHL, they don't test, they haven't tested for, for cannabis in a long time. And so I, I think it was, and that's what happened in the NFL. It was finally the, you know, I, I talked to, to D to DeMorse, 
uh, Smith a couple of years ago in the conversation we had, he said, you know, our stance is with the NFL is, is, you know, marijuana is not an abuse issue. It's a wellness issue. And so I think mm-hmm. finally the, the players took a stand and that's what, that's what made the difference. So your podcast, I listened to the first yeah. episode. It is fascinating, Ricky. Like you, you, when you say you have found a lane to kind of do it your way and you were waiting for that, you really did. And the way that you were able to break things down through astrology and the conversations are very in-depth. I'm curious, in your mind, who are some people you want to get on the podcast? Because it's so unique that I'd, I'd be fascinated by like the types of people who you'd want to get on and talk to. You know, it, it's interesting because, you know, I, you know, I had the idea and, and I have a 21 year old daughter and she was staying with me at the time as I was thinking about the podcast. And she really helped me put she really helped me put this together. And and then we got started. And the truth is, the first the first one that we recorded was with Earl Campbell. And it was, you know, right after the Texas changed the name of the field to the Campbell Williams field. And it was really difficult because, uh, you know, I love Earl and he's from a different generation. And so bringing like astrology and spirituality into a conversation with someone I've known since I was 18, it was, it was weird. And it's kind of, and it's kind of, uh, indicative of my experience of studying astrology. And a lot of most of the studying I did of astrology, I was playing on a football team. So it was, it was like this, this weird combination of these two things. And I think the podcast is this weird combination of these two things. And the reason we started with, with Evan is because Evan's been on a similar path and he's doing something similar. So it, it was an, mm-hmm. it was an easier flow, you know, but, but, you yeah. know, I got one with my, uh, my old agent, Lee Steinberg coming up and, and Lee, you know, Lee went to Berkeley and he was a hippie and more open minded. So it was a little, it was easier. But some some guests, it's 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 a challenge for me, you know, to to bring it in and keep it natural and, and it's it's a challenge, but it's it's a fun challenge. And so I think the ideal the ideal guest would be, um, so one of my favorite um, musicians is Janae Eiko. And okay, so mm. bring, <laughs> calm down, <laughs> young Zion. Hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, so to bring Janae Eiko on, and, and and also she's a Pisces. Also, another one of my favorite artists, Erica Badu, another Pisces. Oh, and, and, and really going to, crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, and to bring them on so people can really get a sense of, you know, we, we read a magazine about what Pisces is, but these two women, you know, these two very spiritual women who have taken their spirituality and created something in the world with it to have people to have that conversation and people really get a sense of what it is that, that those would be my 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 next ideal guests they're definitely on the list yeah i think as this gets bigger hopefully you know we do a good enough job with it that people more you know introspective people are, are curious and they actually want to come on and have that conversation all right, I got to ask this question. If someone is highly skeptical of either spiritualism or even astrology, which hand raised, this is me. Yeah. These yeah. two guys can attest to all this. Yeah. If someone is mad skeptical about any of this actually being relevant or like applicable or like being real and legitimate, what are you going to fight me on? How are you going to tell me that I'm an idiot? But I, I wouldn't tell you that you're an idiot. I would <laughs> I would understand yeah. your 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 skepticism. I would appreciate it. And and I would and I'd explain it in a way where you saw it differently. See, people that are skeptical of astrology is because they don't really know what it is. There's not been mm-hmm. one person that I've sat down and explained it to them and told them this is what it is that didn't say, Oh, that makes sense. Not one person. Not one person. So usually when when we're we're skeptical of things, at least people skeptical of astrology, it just comes from a lack of information. 
Yeah, the only information I always got was from my exes who would check their astrology every single day and then read mine. I was like, oh, that's bullshit. That ain't happening. So that's that's and then the use it against my you. knowledge. And then use it against you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's one of the things. That's what happens. I mean, people, 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 don't, and again, those people don't know what astrology is either. When I say no to astrology is, I've dedicated the last, you know, 15 years of my life to answering that question of what is astrology. So I think I, I'm in a position where I can talk about it and explain it to people in a way that they're like, oh, that makes sense. Because I'm not a dummy. I'm not going to invest 16 years of my life in studying something. I would hope not. Yeah. 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 I think that my biggest regret is that we're not all in the same room getting high during the podcast. <laughs> that that's we, we, young Zion here could have smoked for the first time. You know, we could have really enlightened <laughs> him. We, we could have really opened. We could have really opened him up. Yeah, like this. How about Ricky, a gummy? You, how about an edible? Ricky, you were on a you. It's like it's so admirable that you literally just said "fuck the NFL" and went and did your own thing. Like that's like crazy to think about. But I do want to ask a football question, Please. Ricky. Yeah. Is will Texas ever be back? Because people always says Texas is coming back. And Ricky, I don't know if they're ever going to be back. Well, you know, I think that's a fair statement. That's a fair statement. And I think, you know, there's crazy year, all this stuff. But but if you really watch closely Texas season, they really were not that far away from being back. You know, like two games and, and games that were like the last minute losses. Right. Just a couple of those twists in Texas is in that is in that conversation for the playoff. All right. Um, and I think, I think with the, with the new coach, the new coach hire, if they can figure out the quarterback position this year in the next year or two, I think for sure, you know, this, that young running back, I'm not just saying that because, because I'm, I went to Texas, he's special, you know, okay. he, he's special. And so, and I think, I think Sark, a great coach, a great mind humbled by life's experience, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. coaching with coaching with Nick Saban. He, I think he appreciates culture. And the one thing that Texas has not been able to, to get right since, since coach Brown left is culture. And so mm-hmm. I think that, that you know, cause t- they have the talent. There's no, there's no doubt about that. They have the talent, yeah. but I think the, the key, and you see the teams that, that are, are perennial, perennially in the top five, it's because of culture. And so if yeah. Sark can bring culture, Back to Texas, I think we will be back. Is, is it weird seeing a player in Tom Brady who got drafted before you still winning Super Bowls? He actually was drafted the year the year after me. And what? Oh my, not, bad, my bad. Yeah, you're right. It's yeah. okay. It's all right. But but still, he's been playing forever. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's amazing. You know, it's it's a it, and to me, what what's amazing to it is that he's found something that he loves because, you know, we we talk about a little kid as little kids. We dream of being Tom Brady. Right. We dream of being the football hero. But there's only there can only be one Tom Brady, you know. And so yeah. to see someone really find their passion and find their sweet spot and, and, and be an example of what greatness is, I think it's wonderful. Did you ever think he was washed the way young Zion over here did earlier this season? It was proclaiming Tom Brady to be washed week in and week out. Well, you know, I, I think it, here's the thing, right? As you get, as you, as we get older, you know, you can't depend on your physical ability as much, but, you, but there's other, hopefully if you've done a good job, there's other intangibles that are actually more valuable and more efficient. I think one of the things about aging is you become more efficient. And I think Tom Brady was extremely intelligent in scouting the league and finding what situation is going to be the best fit for me, Right. And I think that that's his that's his brilliance. And if, and if you see the way that Tampa played, yes, he was the leader. Right. But those two running backs are coming downhill. That line is huge. Those receivers, when I play Madden, all the receivers have like those superstars on them. You know? <laughs> and that defense, 
that defense was coming. So, so yeah, they were, yeah, they were. <laughs> so yes, Tom Brady is the goat. And I think it, again, when you become older, you have to be wise. And I think he's, he's, he's extremely wise and made very smart decision about where to play. Yeah. You can't argue with that. You can't argue with that, Ricky. Um, I'm just reading about how you got into astrology and it's pretty crazy. So getting into it and kind of this journey you've been on for the past 15 years. And, and, and like you said, when you talk about it to people and explain to people, you know, they feel online, they're like, Oh, you know, they get it. How often are you, are you doing that? Like what, like, like, are you just like walking around trying, I'm not, I'm guessing you're not walking around just being like, get into astrology, let's do this. But it's like, how much are you trying to enlighten people in that? Or like what part of the, how much of your daily, like, like path is that? Well, you know, like the, the world is, Changed so much that astrology is is popular enough that I, I don't I don't have to go around trying to convince people. So you know, yeah. like I do reading. You know, people can book time with me. So like I have one this afternoon, and and I I teach. You know, I mentor people, and and I'm I'm working on an app. So it's it's a part of my it's part of my life. And so it's yeah. not like I have to go out and, and talk to people. But with this podcast, you know, I did a pod, I had, I had Arian Foster on. Oh, yeah, he's very, very smart, very smart dude, but he's also very scientific. So he was a huge skeptic. And it, yeah. I mean, it was a really interesting, it was a really interesting conversation. And so, you know, again, I don't feel like I have to, to prove anything to anyone because anyone like yeah. me, I was, I was at a time in, in my life where I, I, like I said, I'd given up everything. And so I was like, I am, I don't know who I am anymore. And so I was receptive to it. And when I found yeah. something that helped give me clarity about myself and about where I was going in life, I like, you know, I just, you know, ate that shit up. And so, and it just turned into this, you know, I didn't, I didn't see myself doing this. It's just something that was a passion that I followed. And, and here I am. When people book readings with you, do they know who you are? Um, They, they know that I played football, but they don't know who I am. If that makes sense. Cause you know, most of them, most of them are, are, are most of the people that it's, there's more men now, but most of them are women who are, yeah. you know, that go to my wife's yoga studio, you know, so there are people that are already on kind of that path and, and they're just looking for more clarity and, and understanding in their lives. So they're not asking you about the saints or anything like that. Exactly. I mean, I have one, I have one guy, I have a good friend of mine who, who I I'm talking to tomorrow and we, he's a, he's really in, he's like a, one of those expert uh, gamblers, you know, on sports. And so we have these yeah. really cool conversations. Wait, can about- you do, can you do some predictions for us? Cause we can, we'd like to yeah, get this action. Yeah. It, yeah. If, if you can enlighten me, on, <laughs> if you on got what- some insights into the NBA playoffs, please, by all means. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky, if you can enlighten me on what's going to hit that I'm, I'm booking every week. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, to me, like that, and this is what, what my friend Chris and I are working on. Like for me, I can bring, I can bring some understanding of the dynamics of how football season team exactly works and i can bring what i know about astrology but i don't know like i don't know the ins and outs of how people look at like i had this conversation with this guy chris the other day it was just a a text back and forth and because of the insights he shared with me about you know all the stuff he studies i knew i knew that i knew the 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 bucks were going to win especially if they're if they're you know if they're picked to lose three points, like that's, that would have been easy, but you can't say that it's not always going to be like that. It's an art, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's really about, to me, the process is working together with someone and seeing if, seeing what we find and some, we might find nothing or we might find, Hey, there's this correlation here. Yeah. I, I'm amazed that sports gambling came into the astrology conversation. That, that makes me so happy, Ricky. Yeah. That makes me so happy. It's just, it's like worlds colliding. I love it. I love it. Is there anything 
you, you, you said you don't have anything to prove and obviously you don't. Is there anything you want people to know about like this stage of Ricky Williams? Like this point, because everybody's seen the 30 for 30. Everybody knows about how you walked away and everything. That you're a Heisman winner. So is there any, yeah. yeah. The the story you were telling earlier about, you mentioned about how I found astrology. So there was this woman, this Vietnamese lady named um, Swami Sita. And, and, you know, after she read my chart, I just, I was like, wow, this woman, like she gets where I'm at. And so I ended up like really getting hardcore into meditation and yoga. And she Mm -hmm. ran this spiritual retreat. And so I basically, you know, became like her assistant, you know? And so she was like teaching me so much stuff and she's from Vietnam, doesn't know much about football. And she, one day she said, the one thing I don't understand about Americans and people that watch football is they watch football on the TV and they just sit and drink beer. They're not inspired to go out and do something, you know, because from her mind, like the whole point of watching our heroes is that they inspire us to go achieve greatness ourselves. And, Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, I think that that's what I want people to know about about me is like the same, you know, dedication and excellence that I, I, I worked for on a football field. You know, after I retired, I started to say, you know, why don't I apply those same kinds of that same kind of passion to myself as a person? And so, I, you know, I was inspired by my football career to, to be a, you know, a all pro human being. So so that, you know, that just just be just be inspired, you know, fine. If it's not me, who cares? But find somebody or something that inspires you. Amazing. Ricky, you are you're definitely inspiring. You're doing your thing. We commend you. Uh, everybody go check out Ricky's podcast. Ricky, where can they find it? I'm guessing everywhere you can find podcasts. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Anywhere you, you get your podcast. Um, I yeah. get mine on um, iTunes. Yeah, same. <laughs> like most same Ricky, yeah. Ricky, same just Ricky. like the rest of us. Yeah, uh, I hope Janae and Erica come on your podcast. They will. That's, that's Listen, like those, those are two of my favorite artists right there. Yeah, I, I, I like that you mentioned those names right there. Yeah, yeah, yes. I, I, I feel like that is definitely going to happen for you, Ricky. We appreciate you so much. We, we love talking to you. We wish you nothing but success in the future. Thank you, thank you, Ricky. Yeah, you got thank it. you, Ricky. Appreciate yeah, thank you guys. Have a good one, man. You too. Uh, yeah, appreciate uh, Ricky Williams stopping by and coming on the podcast. Uh, gave us a lot of insight on uh, astrology. Adam is, I know, uh, just astounded by everything he said. Chops had to dip out real quick. He had a quick little uh, something, something personal. But, he had um, a powwow with an executive in the company. So, No, nah, he had to use the bathroom, really. So we're just no, closing <laughs> We're just closing it out for for him right here. We should have had um, Ricky read you, uh, you know, your astrology there, pal. Why, listen, you, you if Ricky that. tried to read me, oh, it would have got. It, it would have been a happen? war on this podcast. It would have been a war, man. A holy war. I don't believe none of that. <laughs> oh, you too. Okay, so why don't you speak up? And I said I was skeptical. Hey, because you you took the words out of my mouth. I don't okay, I'm speaking for two of us then. You know, you know, we have a lot of people who love astrology at Complex, but you know. That's the the understatement of the century right there. (laughs) Three quarters of the goddamn office when we were allowed to go into it was obsessed with astrology. (laughs) But yeah, uh, it was a great episode. We got to recap the Super Bowl. We got a big, do we have a big guest? We got a big guest coming next week, Adam? We always have big guests coming up. I mean, but again, do we want to spoil it? Um, That's up for debate. But I think someone that you've seen on a lot of commercials recently for a specific sandwich shop will be one of our guests. And we may throw in some other surprises here and there we may even have one of the bucks come on the podcast 
uh, for next week when we drop our next one, which is the following Tuesday after President's Weekend. But um, I, as as we alluded to early on in the intro, uh, Young Zan and I here are very happy that football is over with. Bring on basketball, yes, and obviously sir. I alluded to and joked about bring on baseball. But I'm so happy to be done with football. Yeah, well, it's definitely basketball season. Yankees coming back soon, but you know it's about the Brooklyn Nets right now. That's what really matters. Um, well, we need to have KD stop getting fucking you know pulled off the goddamn court for that's not our, that's racing. not our fault. We didn't even get I'm not, I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm just saying it's yeah. happened two times now. So the NBA is suspect for that. Very suspect. Adam Silver is doing no nothing good right now. He's striking out like Roger Goodell, but that's another story. I'm not going to slander the NBA because that's my that's my league. It's the best league. But um, yes, there's as you mentioned, there's no Thursday podcast this week. We'll be back next Tuesday. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, call in. The hotline is still there. Call in. Uh, subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. Instagram, all that good stuff. Follow Complex and please eviscerate Young Zion for his Tom Brady has washed stance that he carried. You were on that same boat. Championship game. You were on that I was not, same pal. boat. I, hell no. Yes, we have were. receipts. We have tapes. You were on that same boat. Relax. That's a false Later narrative. Season, not even close. Later in the season, you 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 definitely didn't deny it. You didn't deny. Only Chops was denying it. Only Chops was on the right side. I don't so recall relax. this, pal. I think you're making up a false narrative as usual. No, this was definitely uh, me and you both were in this conversation. But uh, yes, we appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, tune in next week. Supposedly, we may have a big guest. Two big guests. Uh, we appreciate y'all, and we're out. And as always, a special thanks to our producers, Josh Dodd and Jasmine Plata, our audio editor, Misha Jones, our production manager, Sean Sel Correa, our talent booker, Shanice Kelman, our senior director of operations, Jen Stewart, and general manager, Donnie Kwok. This is a production of Complex Networks.